And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right. So, yes, Mrs. Boss Monday. And I still have an echo somewhere. Ha, there we go. All right. So, Odyssey was talking back to me. Anyway, Mrs. Boss Monday today. Hello, everyone, and thank you. I'm filling in for Mr. Boss because Mr. Boss is out in the real world doing real world stuff instead of hanging out in our secret, secret undercover bunker in our secret undercover base somewhere in the world. <laughs> um, so thank you for being here. Thank you for dealing with me, and thank you for... Yes, everything else. Um, let's see here. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to let you know that the chat is open. So, you're welcome to sit and yell at me or sit and talk with me. I will take either one. Um, we are also streaming to YouTube, or not only are we streaming on YouTube, but we're streaming to Facebook and Odyssey. So you can check us out there as well. Um, like I said, comments, please, in the chat. Or you can leave comments afterward for anybody who's listening to this or watching this later. Um, we are also on uh, lots of social media where you can find some of our stuff. Besides there, we're on Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Uh, we've got... Uh, Double Twist, Spotify, TuneIn, a few other things, and I always tend to forget them, so please forgive me, but you can see down on the bottom of the screen all their icons. Um, and just to let everybody know, get this out of the way, tonight we have a brand new H2O podcast where Mr. Boss and Mr. Harvey are going to talk about something. And as of right now, I have no idea what they're going to talk about, and hopefully they do. So look for that. That's going to be tonight at 8 uh, Eastern and 7, or no, 9 Eastern, 7 Central Time. And tomorrow we're going to have a new Salacious Crumbs. All the Star Wars news is going to be there. That's tomorrow night at, uh, where are we at? 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. So look for some good stuff. Later on this week, on Thursday, we will have a new Ranker Pit to discuss everything. On, yeah. So anyway, and then also tomorrow on Live from the Bunker, Mr. Boss will be interviewing author Pete Topside. So come check that out. That will be fun and good because it will be. So, yes, rough start. And I'm sure Mr. Boss is somewhere, if he's able to see and listen to this, grinding his teeth, because I tend to do that. Hello, Christopher. In the chat, my thoughts on the casting of She-Hulk. Um, for me, I can't really give you a complete opinion um, other than I'm excited that there's a She-Hulk coming around because I know how much Mr. Boss likes She-Hulk and has been wanting She-Hulk. I think he is good with the casting. Um, as for me, because I don't know too much about She-Hulk or um, Tatiana Mislani, 
I can't really say. Um, I just, I hope that the quality is good and they, you know, they're as faithful as they can be to the comics. And unfortunately, I won't be able to sit there and say, yes, they're officially, or they're being faithful to the comics. I can just know what everybody around me says. So, but I am looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it, especially if they're going to be bringing in um, any other Marvel uh, characters that we have seen in the past. So, um, like Charlie Cox's character, you know, and whatnot. So, yeah. I'm a little new to the game when it comes to comics, and there is a lot of catching up. Jason has... He'll make reference to stuff, and I will give him the puppy dog look, and that usually means I'm going to look cute, but I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, and so he, over the last, you know, almost five years, almost five years that we've been together, um, he has been working on making sure that I am edumacated, and you know, it's a painful process. I think the list of things I need to learn about is longer than the list of things I know about. So one of the easy things he's done is started me with TV shows to catch up on because I should have watched them by now. So I have a list of the TV shows that we have watched or are watching. And so I thought I would go through today on the edumacation of Mrs. Boss by Mr. Boss and give you my two cents, my thoughts on each one. Um, so one of the first ones we did start with was the Battlestar Galactica. And I'm talking about the original one. Now, when we had gotten together, I had already watched um, the the 2005 on uh, re- do, however you want to consider that. Um, so I, I knew who everybody was. I knew the general story. Um, I had watched it all the way through. I really liked it a lot. Um, so when we decided we were going to watch the original 78 Battlestar Galactica, uh, I, I looked and I was actually able to find the DVDs um, for the entire all the you know all the shows and the movies, um, not exactly a cheap purchase, even though it was used, but well worth it. Something that we do own now. So we sat and we watched it, um, and <laughs> I ended up collecting the Funko Pops for Apollo, Starbuck, and Admiral Adala uh, from the original show. I can't remember the name of the uh, the little critter at this point off the top of my head. They really need to have a Funko Pop of him. Uh, I was discussing when I had been looking to complete my three, the collection of the three of them, um, I had originally gotten Apollo, and then I was able to find Starbucks, so it was a matter of finding... Uh, you know, Apollo's father at that point, but I was discussing it with the gentleman at the store 
that I got Starbucks at that they needed to have the critter. And at that point, he, you know, he, he agreed with me because it's all about the critter. It's like I have the Funko Pops for the Dark Crystal. I have a um, Skeksis. I have the Chamberlain. Um, I have one of the Chanters. And I could have been just completely happy leaving it at that. But then I found Kara, and she had Fezzig. That is the only reason I got it, is because of that. Not because I wanted her, but because I wanted him. So, kind of the same thing with Battlestar Galactica, if they had it. But I did enjoy, you know, the, the costumes, the fun of it. Um, having Starbuck as a male versus as a female. And don't get me wrong, I, I loved Starbuck in the, the later series. <clears throat> and then um, <laughs> the fact that every time any of the fighters took off, it was exactly the same with the boom all the way back. So that was, that was fun. I mean, it was, it was a fun little trip for Mr. Boss and I to do. Um, another show that we have watched. Now, we had started, well, first, let's go one night when we had the kid, we sat and watched Stargate, the movie with Kurt Russell. And I'd already seen it, so at least that was not an educational thing. Uh, but uh, we sat and decided to start watching SG-1. And I kind of fell in love with it. We've watched all of it. We've watched every season of it. Um, and you know, one of my favorite things to do is you know, pop up on Facebook and my response to things will be um, Tioke. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and I, I absolutely love how the characters grow in that. Um, Tioke is just awesome and hilarious. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just... Just to see how everybody just kind of evolves, even on the seasons where we didn't have Daniel Jackson um, and we had, uh, what's his name? See, I need to look at these names because I can watch, I can see, and I can tell you about things, but I never remember names. But uh, Parker Lewis, when he hopped in, that was fun to watch because I knew him not only from watching Parker Lewis but growing up, but also from being in the stand. Um, so that was fun. And so having him on the show was great. But, yeah, I really liked Stargate. Uh, the last couple seasons kind of were, eh, when it came to the Ori, it, it kind of got old at that point. I guess I was more of a fan of them fighting, you know, everybody else, I guess, regardless of what it came, you know. But um, in the middle of all that, we did pause watching Stargate so that we could watch Farscape. <laughs> okay, so my first thought when we watched Stargate the for, for the first episode was what the 
heck. It was cheesy. And I get it because you have puppets in there um, with it being, you know, one of Jim Henson's kids and what they need to do for Nigel and for Pilot. The extreme... I I guess I was just... I guess, now, don't get me wrong. I, I've watched Star Trek and obviously seeing some of the stuff on Stargate, but I guess I was a little surprised at how over the top a TV show could go at this point. I don't expect it. Maybe in a movie I would, but here, not so much. But I ended up loving it. And, you know, you have your, you have your characters. And with having Crichton, I just... You know, after watching Stargate and having Colonel O'Neill, I really, really, really wanted to have Colonel O'Neill, or at least stand behind them in a line or something, but having Colonel O'Neill and Crichton talking to each other. Because I think that would be such a fascinating conversation between the two of them. Um, you know, and I... I love the references they do. So you have O'Neill, who is sarcastic jerk sometimes, depending on how you want to look at it, and you know, making funny comments to the different aliens that they come, you know, they meet, or if he's just being a, you know, a jerk to the you know evil guy or something to that effect, and you're just kind of like, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, then you get Crichton, who is, you know, forever away from Earth, and all he has is what he knows. And then it's kind of like he makes these references, and you get people who are looking, or aliens looking at him like, huh? And, you know, by the end, when you have Dargo, who may not exactly know what the reference is, but has been with Crichton long enough that he gets what the references are all about. It's hilarious. And the fact that they become besties is awesome. And it's just, it's such a great, great mixture. And so watching that show, getting past the weirdness of, just how over the top the deck, you know, the 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 sets were, and the characters were dressed up, you know, Dargo and you know things like that. And then you throw in to the mix of that Scorpius. Now I was discussing this with one of my coworkers, and he talked about how much he loves Scorpius and how you saw him and how. He really is that bad guy that you love to love, but you have to hate, but you love to love at the same time. And it is true. It is so true. I got to the point where I adored Scorpius. In fact, I remember scrolling through one of the Facebook groups that I'm on in um, online, and they were showing, you know, different people showing off their cosplays. It's someone cosplayed at Scorpius. 
uh, Scorpy, however you want to call him. And it was awesome. I was really impressed. So I have to say, you know, since we finished watching Farscape and I, I have to, I like everybody else, so don't get me wrong, but I do miss Scorpius. And I do miss the relationship between Crichton and him, and especially when Scorpius was in the mind and how that was all played out. I, I absolutely, absolutely love that. And then I came to understand why it was that Mr. Boss decided that we had to stop watching Stargate to start watching and start watching Farscape because spoilers for you know shows that have been on for quite a while basically you get the cast of Farscape over in Stargate and so that that was fun it was weird because all of a sudden in my mind I had to stop seeing you know Crichton as Crichton and I had to start seeing him. Uh, what is his name in the show? I forget his name in the show now. See, this is where I fail. Uh, let me see. Do, 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 do. I apologize, guys. I am looking this up so that I don't get it wrong. Um, but I had to sit there and stop seeing him as Crichton and start seeing him as his, you know, the character in Stargate. Uh, Mitchell, thank you, Cameron Mitchell. And then I realized that I really wanted to see a conversation between O'Neill, Crichton, and Mitchell. And I know that'd be kind of awkward, but at the same time, I think that would be a fascinating conversation to sit in on again with all three of them. Um, but... Once I get past seeing Mitchell as Crichton, I did enjoy the show. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the show. Um, as, you know, more at that point, I feel bad that he got stuck dealing with the Ori storyline. Um, that was just awful. And you got to the point where whenever they went off world, it was like going to medieval times every single Time. And I, maybe they were trying to show that a less advanced civilization would be easier to take over. You know, that's, that's fine and stuff. It just got old. And some of the, some of the oracles for the Ori look like John Lithgow. And that was annoying because after a while, all I saw was multiple John Lithgows with bad makeup on. Um, so, and then Claudia Black came over as well and that was you know the first time I saw her that was like oh hey completely different she's not the uptight you know soldier that she was over in Farscape she's obviously much looser you know her and Daniel Jackson but it it, it was fun to see it and then the wonderful episode 200 I was laughing my head off. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Oh, my God. And at least 
at least I could be like those reference or those uh, memes that you see on Facebook with Captain America. I got that reference. And so when they did the Farscape one, but they had switched the characters, which Mr. Boss told me later that that was their idea to do it, to throw people off and get a better laugh. Um, with having, uh, you know, instead of him playing Crichton, him playing Stark and, and all that. But yeah, oh my Lord, I was laughing so hard because, I mean, I, I love when people can make fun of themselves. And in that episode, they made fun of themselves in the other show. And I just, yeah, that was, it's one of those ones where it's worth going back and watching again because you can watch it again and again. So it's, that that was awesome. Um, now, also in the middle of watching Stargate uh, SG-1, we also started uh, Stargate Atlantis. So whole new slew of characters coming in. And... That, I have to say, that was interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I enjoy it, and I still do enjoy it. Um, there are times where it's like, oh, yes, we can we can watch this. We can watch this now, you know. Um, I do like the characters that we are getting. Um, again, you want to add to, you know, that conversation of who I would like to see in line. So we've got O'Neill, we have Crichton, we have Mitchell, and now we got Shepard. I really want to see all of them together having a conversation. And we've seen a little bit of it, obviously, with the fact that there is the crossovers with Stargate and Stargate Atlantis. We've seen O'Neill interact with Mitchell, things like that. So, or a shepherd, I mean. So we've gotten some of that. It, it's, it's just as fun as seeing Samantha Carter and um, uh, Dr. McKay interacting with each other, you know, the brains talking to each other and stuff like that. But again, I would like to see this conversation with them not talking work talking shop um, but no I've been I've enjoyed Atlantis I've seeing I I have to say now my experiences with Jason Momoa have been from Game of Thrones and from the Justice League movie as Aquaman I have not seen the standalone Aquaman and I have to say I like him better in Stargate Atlantis than I do in the other stuff. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I, I like Game of Thrones to a point. Um, the DC Universe, when it comes to the movies, okay. You know, I when we saw the original Justice League, I completely forgot about it. And so seeing the Snyder Cut was kind of like, oh, hey, okay, different movie. All right. And I've moved on from there. 
But I do like uh, I do like Ronan in Stargate Atlantis, and I like where Stargate Atlantis is going. I like when you know it's kind of like when Crichton and the crew had to kind of join up with Scorpius. I like when you get in those awkward situations, and so when they have to team up with the Wraith and do something, you know whether they're trying to create. You know the 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 medication or the the serum stuff to you know for the other wraith to or to you know so that they don't kill off or they can kill off wraith but they don't kill off humans or anything to that effect. I I like it because you know there's that uneasiness and then all of a sudden you you kind of want to like the bad guy but you don't want to like the bad guy but you do want to like the bad guy type stuff. So I, I like that, and, and there are times, and I get when they're complete, you know, when you sit there and you have Shepard being a complete jerk to whoever that wraith is, you know, the, you know, just in general, when it might be some, you know, when it's, uh, I can't think of the wraith that they're, you know, they worked with. I get why they want to be jerks, but at the same time, part of you just wants to be like, just slap them and be like, hey, be nice for once. And you get some of those brief moments with McKay when he's working with him, where it's like, oh, hey, we're, we are on the same team. We are working together, you know, stuff like that. And then it goes back to, I hate you, and I'm going to be a complete jerk with you. And you, you see that a little bit with Taylor and Michael. And, I mean, Michael's full-blown bad at this moment. And so that that's not quite there but you just i don't know maybe i'm hopelessly you know optimistic about things sometimes i i don't know so watching atlantis has been fun and as of right now we've kind of put a pause on watching it because we are at the point where we're at the second movie for stargate um um i think stargate continuum or something to that effect now speaking of actors who cross over one of the fun joys of people you just want to slap is uh, Robert Picard or yes I think that's his name I'm going to check because I want to make sure that I'm doing this right so give me one moment And let's see. I apologize, guys. Like I said, I want to make sure I'm getting people's names right. Yes, Robert Picardo. <laughs> um, seeing him uh, on Stargate, both the Stargates have been have been fun because, in my mind, he has always been the Doctor from Voyager. Now we've also started watching some of the Star Trek uh, shows. Uh, Mr. Boss, we are currently on season three of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and we are on season one of Star Trek Voyager. Now, I have never watched Deep Space Nine, ever. I've maybe seen an episode or two, and I did know, you know, I do know some of the characters just by, you know, other things. Um, Voyager, when it first came out, I did watch the first season. So I knew roughly what was going on. And at the same time, 
I knew the characters. So, but now I'm actually watching and paying attention and, you know, creating that relationship with them, I guess. But, um, so with Deep Space Nine, you know, I, I'd always, I've heard fantastic about things about it. It was one of those ones I wanted to watch for a long time. And so we are watching it. Um, we've really gotten into the stride uh, with the show. Like I said, we're in season three. Um, I love the love affair between Odo and um, Quark. They are, I mean, the best. They're hilarious. Um, I've, you know, I sit there and see memes on the two of them and crack up because, hey, I get the reference now. So I, I do really like it. Um, Major Kira, sometimes I just want to slap that woman. Um, I love Dax. I absolutely love Dax. I love all the multiple personalities that you get with Dax. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun because she seems so calm and cool and all that. And then you get like the episode where, you know, she goes off with the Klingons to you know, because of the blood oath that they did. Um, but you see her with the Ferengi playing, you know, the card, the gambling games and just her. And you're just kind of like you, you would look at her and wouldn't think of it, but you know, it's part of who she is, you know, carrying Dax inside. Um, so I, I, I do like that. O'Brien, we all know O'Brien from, you know, star, uh, next generation and stuff uh but i and the doctor the doctor and i i really i really enjoy him and especially his relationship um let me let me get the name here so that i don't butcher this here um but bashir's relationship that he has with uh Garrick. Love. I love Garrick. I absolutely love Garrick. When I see that his name is going, or his name on, you know, the opening credits, or if we get the little first boop of him before the opening credits start, I get excited because you know you're going to have a really good, you're going to have a good time, and he makes you think because you're not quite sure exactly what his history is, or as Bashir is always trying to find out. You know, he, he, you're, you're good at keeping secrets or lying about things. And Garrick's just like, mm, yeah. So I love the constant questioning of Garrick, his loyalty, and, you know, where, where does he really come from? You know, what, what else about him besides the fact that he's a fantastic tailor? So I, 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 do, I do like that. And Bashir... You know, the, at first was kind of, uh, but he, he grows. And I know that Jason has said that he's one of the, he's the character who has like the complete changeover arc. You know, he comes into this with the wide eye going to the Wild West, you know, out, you know, out in the whatever. And just how he changes and matures over time, his character. So that, that's been, that's been it's fun to sit and watch. And like I said, we're only on season three. Um, so, and once we got to the point where Voyager 
kicked off, we started watching Voyager. And I'm enjoying it. I, you know, it's... It's weird. So watching... And see, Jason kind of laughed at me when I said this. When I watch Deep Space Nine, I am picturing being on a cruise ship. I know this sounds weird, but, you know, you're kind of stuck in one location. And, yeah, you would be the same if you were on, a, you know, a starship somewhere, like they are in Voyager or something. But that's, you always are seeing the... Re, like the residential areas or where they're, they're staying, you know, the quarters. You're seeing the promenade where you've got the shops, all the people being social, and then you've got ops. And, you know, even if they're sitting at Quark's, you know, they may be sitting slightly outside where you can see the people walking through. And if, if anybody's been on a cruise ship, you, you understand how this works. There's a promenade area. There's a place where you can sit and get coffee with little tables out there to sit and watch the people on the promenade walking around. You got the long corridors that, you know, with all the rooms attached to it. And then you got the stuff you don't get to see, or you do if you're, you know, you're going off ship and you're going down to, you know, the lower levels to get on, you know, either go out onto the dock or take one of the ships in. And, you know, those are the places that you see. Now, Jason would say that Voyager is more similar to a cruise ship because they're kind of stuck on there and you got the same people on there. So there's not a variety of change like you do have on Deep Space Nine. And they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Like if you were on a ship taking, you know, going to your next destination. And I get it, but it doesn't have the same feeling personally to me as Deep Space Nine is. So, yeah, Deep Space Nine as a, you know, cruise ship. And hello, Mazerus in the chat. He says, uh, Voyager is like wagon train. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> agree, agree. Um, and then Christopher had come back saying that he recommends Tatiana in Orphan Black. I have heard so many great things about Orphan Black. It is one of those shows that eventually... We'll add it to the list. And I'm sure Mr. Boss has a long scroll of lists somewhere like that. So, um, but now, so now we're watching Voyager. We're into season, we're only in season one. Uh, and just found out that one of the marquee, and I forget her name, is actually Cardassian. And so... Yes, and at least I understand the reference of her being able to be or look Bajoran while being Cardassian because we had the episode in Deep Space Nine when Major Kira was altered to look Cardassian and, you know, they kept telling her, oh, no, 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 you, you went undercover with, you know, the... the, um, the See, now my brain just fried on that. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. So, I, you know, it's nice to see how all these are coming together for me. So, um, other shows that we have started as well. Now, we've watched the first full season of Gargoyles. And uh, Mr. Boss was kind of surprised that I had not seen Gargoyles. And so, 
um, when that when we got Disney Plus, we sat and watched it, and I do enjoy it. And you know, you have, you know, your you know the Jonathan Frakes on there. You have uh, Marina Stratus Stratus, and I just butchered her name. I apologize on there as well. But I I do enjoy the you know the banter amongst the crew, and don't I I know that the names are after parts of New York City you know, Brooklyn and stuff like that. But don't ask me who is who right now because my brain won't remember this. Um, but I do, I did enjoy it. Um, we have not started on the next season yet. I'm sure we will get around to it. Uh, we have also started X-Men. And I'm not sure how Far into the X-Men animated series we have gotten. I know we've watched maybe a couple episodes. Um, now, my experience with X-Men have been only the first original three movies with Patrick Stewart, um, Hugh Jackman, Holly Berry. Uh, and I remember watching those years and years ago and this is back when I lived in California and you know I saw the first one and was like oh this is kind of cool and then I watched the second and third one quickly after that and you know my my understanding of X-Men was when I was in high school the, uh, some of my friends they loved X-Men and they each took on a persona of one of the X-Men and so it would be nothing to walk down the hall and sit there and have someone go, hey, Storm! And, you know, my friend would reply back to, you know, them and whoever they were. So that's what I knew X-Men to be. And so watching the three movies was like, oh, okay, now I'm, I'm understanding this. So hopefully, and we're actually re-watching those movies. We've re-watched the first two. Um, eventually I'd like to get to the Wolverine movies. I'd like to see Logan. I heard, you know, decent things about it, but since everything kind of actually in a way connects, I'm, you know, it's, we're going to kind of watch it like that. We'll see. Um, and the fact that now that Marvel over at Disney is going to have, you know, access to the mutants, might be good to get a little bit of understanding, more understanding than I have of them. So, hi Cam one one three eight. Good to see you there in the chat. Um, so yeah, we've started watching that, and then we have also started watching Batman the Animated Series. Now, for me, when it comes to Batman, I have watched the movies. My, you know, whether it's from the original Batman with Adam West, Burt Ward, and all that, or you know the Michael Keaton movies, um, and all the other ones that came out afterwards with you know other actors that we just kind of, I guess, forget that those movies existed. Um, I've seen the Christian Bale movies. I have not. Um, when I saw Justice League. That was the first time I'd ever seen Batfleck, or Ben Affleck as Batman. So that's been kind of my limited knowledge. Watching, now Jason, we get a lot of mail 
we get a lot of, you know, here's our book, re please read it, review it, etc. We get the same thing for movies. So we have a lot of animated movies from DC Animation, and there have been several that I have watched with Mr. Boss with Batman in it, and they were horrible, at least to me. I, I would have rather fallen asleep on the couch than continue watching the shows and or the movies. But, you know, I watched it and it got to the point, you know, and, and he always, Jason, is, you know, understanding that, you know, for him, for what he does here on the site, he's kind of obligated. Me, on the other hand, I'm, you know, I may be obligated to Mr. Boss, but I'm not obligated to the site. You know, it is, I'm still a volunteer here. And so he, you know, he'll sit there and like, well, we've got the new, you know, whatever cartoon movie it is. And do you want to watch it? No. Okay. And he's completely fine with that. He, he doesn't question me. And so going into watching Batman the Animated Series. Now, I want to see Batman and Beyond. But Batman the Animated Series goes into that. So need to start somewhere and move forward. So we sat and watched it, and I was completely surprised on how much I really liked the show. And I told this to Mr. Boss. I'm like, I'm surprised I liked it. Why is that? Well, because I hate all those cartoon sh movies that we get with Batman. Oh, those are di that's completely separate. That's completely different. Yeah, and so he started better explaining to me how that's one thing and this is completely different. And so for me to prefer the animated series over any of the movies is completely okay, very realistic, <laughs> and nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, it, you know, at that point, I confessed to him. That's why I've said no so many times to wanting to sit and watch those because they were horrible and he will admit you know, some of them are kind of not great um, but no I really I really do like the animated series uh, you know they're not long and I, you know me I turn into a pumpkin after a certain hour so the fact that they're shorter shorter shows versus like watching Stargate or you know Star Trek or something like that is great we can get a few of them in and even if it's a little close to pumpkin hour, I have no problem sitting there and saying, yeah, we can watch one more. And there have even been times where we'll sit down on the couch and, okay, well, what do you want to watch? Because we've got a lot we're watching through here. And I'll be like, Batman, Batman. <laughs> so I, I, that's, I think out of all of these, that's been the surprise. I mean, I wouldn't have expected at any point to watch any of these shows, you know, especially when you get something that I've never actually heard of, like Gargoyles. I'd never heard of it before. Everything else is kind of back here. You know, Farscape might be one of the farther one back here's, um, but, you know, not, not as far back as Gargoyles. But I really have to say, you know, and... It, I know that certain people have limitations when it comes to animation versus regular, you know, live action stuff. My cousin, for instance, 
he decided, you know, I've I've talked up Clone Wars for how long? And he's just he's not quite, you know, he's he's moved a little bit past the whole, you know, animation phase of his life. But he decided to go ahead and sit down and watch it, especially with, you know, you have The Mandalorian coming out and you have the other series, you know, you know, with Kenobi coming out and or not so much. But there are things that have happened. You know, you've got your first movie, you've got your second movie, you've got Clone Wars, you've got your third movie, you've got Rebels. I mean, and you, so you've got those animation shows, and some people, it may not that they don't want to know what happens, they just may not be able to stomach animation for, you know, because that's just either A, who they are, they're past it, or I don't know, I don't know, everybody has their reasoning. And I can admit that there are points where, you know, my limitation of animation was watching, you know, Finding Nemo 20 million times because I enjoyed it, but it's not the same. And, but, you know, he, he gave, he's giving, you know, Clone Wars a chance. He's gotten through season one and he's actually really surprised and he likes it. And so, you know, when I was doing the same thing, I sat and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm watching a cartoon and I'm, you know, 30 some odd years old. But then I started seriously binging it even harder and, you know, fell in love with it. And, you know, it's like I was saying on The Ranker Pit this past week when we were talking about the first episode of The Bad Batch, I feel like I've come home because we're back into the same animation as The Clone Wars which is comforting. It's something you're familiar with. And, you know, the fact that we've already gotten a little bit of the Bad Batch from the Clone Wars, but it's like getting that big, heavy blanket on. You know, that, that it's like for the dogs, the Thunder Blank or the Thunder Shirt or something like that. And watching the Bad Batch kind of feels like that for me. I know, strange. We'll, we'll put that back up on the board with Deep Space Nine being a, uh, a cruise ship <laughs> feeling. So, so you know, coming into watching Batman the Animated Series, I've, you know, like I said, I'm surprised how much I've really taken to it and enjoy it. Um, and, of course, you know, always having to stop Mr. Boss, like, okay, wait, hold on, I got a question. Because I'm taking some of this and learning also what's going on in the comic books because I understand that what we see, you know, in a show, whether it's Batman or it's you know X-Men or the Flash it's not going to be exactly what you would get in watching or you know reading the comic books or if it is it's a matter of okay you've got a hundred comic books in front of you which one do I go to to make it the most like what I'm seeing on television if it exists so you know again the edumacation keeps growing on multiple levels to kind of interweave it all together we'll see what happens you know there there's hope for me i'm not completely hopeless i do pay attention and i like pointing that out to jason like see i was listening last time you talked about that um so yeah so that's i know i've rambled on for you know good 50 minutes here once i got the mic on on the different shows we're watching but those are what we're doing i mean like i said I've come into this, I said this, I think, on my first show that I did for Bunker. You know, I've come into doing work with the site and with the magazine here. 
not knowing anything. And, you know, I, I jumped right in with doing the podcasts and, you know, winging it and faking it until I make it. But, you know, Jason did point out there are going to be people who sit and listen to us or read our stuff or watch us and they don't have the same deep knowledge that Jason has or Tim has or when Dan's on the show or something. And so for me to come in and be the, uh, okay, okay, I, I got a question on this one. What do you, what do you mean there's like, how many earths are there? I'm not the only one thinking that. I'm not the only one who needs to ask that. I'm just brave enough and actually in the studio to be able to do that. Um, in fact, the other day we had a comp, you know, we were driving somewhere in the morning and I asked Mr. Boss, I'm like, how many earths are there? So we were going through and the different earths and the different people who were on the different earths and how it all came together and et cetera, et cetera, because I'm having to learn this. So I will keep asking those dumb questions for everybody else. There is no dumb question, just the dumb fool who's willing to do it. And that will be me. <laughs> Thank you, Cam11838. I did do it. I survived. And you guys are still here listening to me. So your ears haven't, you know, your heads haven't exploded. And that's a good thing. So, but I will keep you updated. I'm sure this won't be the last time that I am on the show running things. Mr. Boss will have to go out into the real world and, you know, escape the bunker at some point. Um, so, again, yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, if you have any comments or, you know, thoughts on, you know, any of the shows that I've talked about today, you know, leave us comments. You can send us, you know, some feedback live from the bunker at scififorme.com or any of the social media. Again, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, tonight, Brand new H2O. Have no clue what they're going to talk about. Tomorrow, we got a brand new Salacious Crumbs. So come join me as I give you all the updates on everything newsworthy in the Star Wars galaxy. I won't butcher that. <laughs> and then later this week, we do have a new Ranker Pit to discuss all the good rumors. And again, tomorrow, Mr. Boss, Jason will be interviewing author Pete Topside, or Peter Topside, um, an author here on this show. So come back, check it out. And, you know, if you like us, give us a thumbs up. Don't forget to make sure your notifications on so that when we go live, you can go live with us. And, you know, tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us. We'll inflict some pain on them, especially if I'm on the show doing it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much, and have a good rest of the week. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 